Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about effective hourly rate. So this is a foundational principle in personal finances. You know, how much money are you actually making per hour? And there's so many different ways to calculate this and to think about this that, you know, a lot of people just, they really get it wrong. So, you know, it's it's... Even if you're making, say, $20 per hour, you know, if you're not factoring in things like, you know, your commuting cost and, you know, how much you're making after tax and, you know, how much it costs perhaps to, you know, have that job. How much, you know, I talked to someone today and she's like, yeah, I literally saved $300 a year on makeup because now I work at home. Uh, and that's something I hadn't even thought about. So how do you actually calculate your effective hourly rate, which is after you minus everything after taxes, how much money are you actually taking home per hour? What do you think about this, Matt? Yeah, no, it's a great point you brought up, especially with time too, because you know most people say like nine to five, but you know that might really look more like a seven to seven. And you know, if, consider most people come home tired or exhausted, and they might just you know kind of crash for the night. But then that just leads back to that seven a.m. morning. So it's you know it's kind of grueling if you really think about your effective hourly rate. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think it's true. You gotta take a hard look, look at it. And especially I would say in terms of the, in terms of the days, Saturday and Sunday, because a lot of people might say, oh, well, I'm not doing anything today. You know, I could be saving money here, but you know, if you're really smart, you might be able to uh, save a lot more. Yeah, I think that's a great point. One of the things that it took me a while to realize is, you know, I, I work a lot and I travel a lot. Sometimes I just have to crash, you know, for, for the entire weekend and, and, you know, you should really factor in some of that crash and that recoup time into your effective hourly rate as well. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people have really stressful jobs or really intense jobs that the recovery, the amount of time it takes just to recover uh, should be factored in as well. That's why, you know, if you have a really, really stressful job, you're traveling a lot, you know, a lot of companies when you travel, they probably don't reimburse that time. You know, so if you're traveling for a couple of days, it's not like you get those eight hours that you weren't working in the evening but had to be away from home, you know, back into the credit bank. So you end up working a lot more than you think. And I was talking to one of my friends who works for Boston Consulting Group, uh, and he, he, he's booking like 70 or 80 hours a week. Uh, and, you know, when you actually minus that from his salary, you know, it really, really you know, takes a cut. Uh, and his rate ends up being, you know, fifty percent less than he thought it would be. So, yeah, hey, that's a great point. Bring up cost of living. I know a few people who have definitely negotiated away from Chicago because it's just it's cold winters here. Um, they've moved away, and you know, you know, looking at really, you know, what's the cost of San Fran? What's the cost of New York? Um, that, that's been a big factor. Um, but I would say, yeah, the one extra thing I'll add to like looking at your, you know, basically your denominator, what are your hours that you've been really spending at work? But, you know, hopefully you're not the type of person, but, you know, if you're going to bed worrying about your job or thinking about your job the next day, you know, if it's a great career, that's great. But, you know, if you're worrying about your job, you want to escape, then I would say factor that into your hourly rate too, because, you know, again, how much is that really taking up out of your life? And then just again, yeah, looking at your, in terms of the numerator, the one thing I'll add is, Factor in the health benefits that your employer might be paying in addition, you know, that you, you don't even might, you might not even see, or you might not even care to look at. So just keep in mind too, that, you know, again, if you were to leave your job, you know, again, you'll have to be paying some of those, you know, employer benefits. 
Yeah, it's a great point. You know, we tend to estimate, you know, I've got got quite a few employees and whenever we're quoting someone's salary, you know, we always mark it up by at least 30%, you know, just for the additional benefits, things like life insurance and, you know, 401k contributions and the health insurance premium, you know, a lot of companies match part of the health insurance premium. And so, you know, factoring that in as well and, and really laying all these numbers out to figure out, you know, exactly how much money you're making can, can help you make an ROI calculation. Um, and then the final point is once you get this effective hourly rate, you can do a ton of things with it. Like if you figure out, whoa, like, you know, I'm making $60,000 a year, but after everything is factored in, I'm really only making $9 an hour after the commuting time and the recovery time and all the clothes I need to buy. You know, you can, you know, that's probably a lot less than obviously you thought you were going to make. And so maybe another career where you can walk to work where it takes less time and you're making double the money makes makes more sense. Um, at the same time, you can use the effective hourly rate to, to make calculations around things you purchase. And, you know, this goes back to the simple time life calculation of, you know, if you're making $10 an hour and you got to a $100 dinner, you know, you, you exchanged 10 hours of your life, you know, for that dinner. Is it worth it? So effective hourly rate, calculate yeah. yours. Hey, the one, hey, the one, hey, I'll, I'm going to throw in here one last point though. Just keep in mind yeah. too, if you're upset with what the effective hourly rate is, you know, just think back to what we said before about side hustle, actual uh, hourly rate. So if your if your actual hourly rate is below what you perceive it to be, then figure out a new way to like perceive your boss to understand the different bottom lines. So basically, try to see it from his shoes and, and look back to those sort of thoughts. And that's another way to look at you know a way to increase your revenue and and, and work from there. Totally. So don't underestimate your value. Don't undersell yourself. This is how to calculate your effective hourly rate. Hope this was helpful and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.